Welcome to the number one Star Wars podcast. No, what's the name of this podcast again? <laughs> the greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. The greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. Hello, everybody. This is your overlord <laughs> or something. Park, podcast host. Uh, Magnus with the greatest. Actually, it's greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. Not the. We keep saying the. Everyone says the. It's greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. You used to have a reason why it was greatest, not the, but whatever. I know. I know. Everyone's going to be like, but your, your icon says the. That's true. I screwed that up. Thanks. Now everyone thinks that we were declaring ourselves the greatest Star Wars we'll, podcast. We we'll just world. declare either uh, Novice Podcast or Rebel Girl the greatest every week. Rebel Girl. Rebel yeah, Girl. Yeah, really do. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Jared Jones and Katie Peters are here. Uh, check the show notes for their Twitter handles. There's a couple of topics I want to tackle on this podcast. And I think this is going to be a contentious podcast. We're going to rage against the dying of the light. But first, we have to tackle promoting other people's shit. So, since you weren't on the last one, Katie, do you have any podcast that you want to promote? Or anybody's shit, just like anything you want to promote uh, that's not your own. Like, okay. you know. Okay. But if you have something your own, you tell us, and then we'll pretend like we decided to promote it. All right. That's sounds yeah. like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this week, past week, I listened to Navis' podcasting, mm-hmm. Rebel Girl. Uh, Rebels Chat, and then Galactic Fashion. I listened to some of Fangirls Going Rogue, and then there were some other ones I was trying to, but I didn't have time. It's hard to find time to listen to all the podcasts you want to sometimes. I mean, there's uh, dozens of good Star Wars podcasts out there. Yeah. You know, Katie mentioned uh, Rebel Girl, and now this is podcasting. <gasps> I always try and catch uh, Children of the Force. Um, oh, I yeah, I caught, I caught them this week. Uh, I actually listened to a couple back episodes, too. And uh, very enjoyable. They're very fun. And it was, I don't know if you listened to this latest one, uh, Katie, Children of the Force. But the end of it is precious. It is precious to us. (laughs) They mention us. And then they're like, oh, they curse? (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's some some mock uh, outrage or shock. Yeah. (gasps) They know that uh, Al assures us that they know that adults curse on podcasts, even <clears throat> that they like to, to pretend that they're shocked. Yeah. They were like, oh, my God, you're not supposed to curse on the Star Wars podcast. It's for kids. It's so cute. It's so cute. Oh, my God. It's so cute. And uh, I always uh, try and catch uh, Star Wars Underworld and Bruising Blasters, Blob of the Hut, whenever it's out, uh, Kettle Run Radio and... Uh, from the guys who are affiliated with, with uh, making Star Wars and who do Castle Run Radio, um, Tim or Trooper underscore five and uh, and Mark uh, Sieb, uh, they uh, both also produce uh, score tracks. 
and it's about movie movies and their scores and soundtracks and it they just released a new episode for the first time in a while with uh with elaine as well um yeah i would yeah i would recommend checking that one out and i can't think everything else stuff i usually mention you know i i know i'm forgetting stuff well i want to say you know i was going to talk about something last week with rebel girl but we're not going to cover that this week because it was something about uh, canaan and things like that but i'd rather leave that for a different conversation uh, but I thought this week's, not to say like, oh, other weeks are not as good or whatever, but I thought this week they really nailed a bunch of things that I think uh, people should really listen to. If you don't listen to Rebel Girl and you listen to this, go go listen to it. Like Tracy and, and uh, Amanda were, they were motivated to talk about some shit this week. <laughs> Definitely listen to that episode, man. It was really good and I really, I, I'm a big fan of uh, people who, when they get really passionate about something. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode is passion. Oh, and also I wanted to mention, speaking of passion, Fan Cannon, the one by uh, Force Cult. Mm-hmm. God damn, people need to listen to that, man. I don't know how many people are listening to that. I rage against fan fiction. I am not a fan of fan fiction. I've been saying this for years. People who used to listen to my old podcast know how much I hate fan fiction. But what they're doing the talent that's working on that it's like a radio drama or an audio drama and it is so well done you will not believe go listen to it man look them up on i think on twitter they're fan canon just check it out man it's amazing no matter how you may feel about anyone you know go listen to talent at work because what they're doing is pretty amazing i mean they sound professional like what you would, you know, what you saw at Celebration when they were doing their little uh, radio dramas. It's that good. Like they really put a lot of effort into it. So it's one of those like niche things where people don't aren't that tuned into radio dramas. But I've been listening to them since like the 80s, you know, and I've always loved them. So even as a kid, I was like really into radio dramas as much as I was into seeing shit like visual dramas. Hopefully people listen to it. And then, of course, you know, like I said, uh, Rebel Girl and um, Now This Is Podcasting. In fact, Now This Is Podcasting, the last two episodes have been fucking hilarious, man. Oh, you know, when you were specifically mentioning this week's episode of Rebel Girl, I was thinking uh, that's one of the things I wanted to mention as well. Like, especially, they're always funny, but some of the stuff at the very end with uh, just uh, Randy and Jason and Jeremy during the the spoiler section, I I was just crying my eyes out, laughing so fucking hard. And I, I usually respond as i'm listening to it on twitter but I, yeah. I the last couple episodes of that and rebel girl it's been so late that i've listened to it. it's been the middle of the night and i'm like yeah. no no one anywhere is awake maybe saf is awake on the other side of the world <laughs> but nobody cares and and uh i just remember thinking they were really on point like some super funny stuff this week yeah the last week was really hilarious and this week too they were just so fucking funny They've really become like the Howard Stern show of Star Wars podcast. Although Saf was missing for one of them, and I always miss it when Saf is not on. Like, they're different when Saf is not on. They they play with each other in a different way when Saf is there, and it's so funny. When she opines, I always like that too, because I like when young people have something to say about Star Wars. Because it kind of, like, I know guys my age, and we're going to actually talk about this. Guys my age and guys older than me, who uh, will just transition right here to a problem I have with these fucking assholes who are in their late 30s, early 40s, even late 40s, who are talking so much shit lately, especially now that, and we kind of 
touched on this before. But now that the blood is in the water and everyone that's kind of like inside Hollywood circles, they're hearing that this movie is going to fucking blow everyone away, that this is not the prequels or whatever. And so they're like, yeah, man, we have fucking sharks in the water. They're coming for prequel lovers. And, you know, I kind of warned you guys about this. I said, no, this is going to happen. I think, last, what was it, last podcast we were talking about this? You like, asked if, if you thought it uh, would make it uh harder like to like the prequels if, if we give yeah. them more or if people yeah if we were and and i said it's going to they're gonna fucking no. come after you and they are now it's like in full force this week you know simon Pegg started it and and this really <laughs> bugs so me funny. now i don't mind simon Pegg fucking opine because he didn't say anything he hasn't been saying at all like he's he said exactly what he's been saying since fucking spaced since you know what was it season two of space or it's season true one of space? It, i feel like I, I honestly i was talking with a few people about it this week and i feel like it's it's part of it i think is a bit of an act at this point and because i i think it's genuinely how he feels it, obviously like you say it's yeah. shit, shit that was important to him as like a 25 year old making space he was like god damn it he really felt like like george lucas did something to yeah because that's that's 1999 they're making it and the guy who is actually on the show Space did the voice for Darth Maul. So when they were Peter, making Peter Space... He's also in Shaun of the Dead with him yeah. and Edgar and... And uh, he's and recently Nick come Fox. out to belittle the prequels too. But he... Uh, when he was doing Space, they were like, Dude, tell us what's in Star Wars. And he was like, I don't know. I just did like a few lines or whatever. But, you know, whatever. And so when they saw it, they were so offended. So it's season two, I think, right? Where they, he, he goes on that rant. So that's like, that's like 2000 or 2001. I think, or maybe even mm-hmm. 2002. I can't remember how many years were between seasons one. It was two. not long after the prequel. <laughs> it was not long after yeah. episode one. And it's a great rant, first of all. Oh, yeah, know. it's so funny, man. I, I don't, I've never really agreed with it, but it's still funny the way it's delivered, the way, because oh, he's so earnest and, and so over the top. And the like, kid. Like, the oh, kid yeah. is, you know. <laughs> just, just ruining it for the kid. If you haven't seen it, I mean, seriously, you know, for at least Simon Pegg, I will say this. He can say whatever he wants because he's made some great shit. He's a good writer or a great writer. He's a good actor or a great actor, depending on what you believe. And but so he can say what he wants. But here's the thing. He's in Star Wars Episode 7. And it's now come out that he is was a consultant on the writing of Episode 7. Should a guy who's now involved in the saga... Who has said he loves George Lucas yet hates what he did with the prequels? Should he be shitting on the prequels? And here's my problem: it's not that what he said about not liking the prequels. It's these words exactly. I have no respect for anyone who says they like the prequels. He didn't say I have no respect for the opinion that the prequels were good. He said I have no respect for anyone who likes the prequels. That means he has no respect for George Lucas. That means he has no respect, potentially, for Ryan Johnson, because Ryan Johnson has said some positive things about the prequels. Well, more neutral in general. Even J.J. Abrams has even gone, J. J. Right Abrams. Out, right out, gone right out and said that they were beautiful. I think that's the most recent comment he's yeah. had to say on a, on record, other than, you know, the Jar Jar jabs and jokes. Well, whatever. But, I mean, he he hasn't come out and said anything negative about them. Right. So, he's, and maybe he's he said in private. Line, you'd, you'd think they wanted Well, but remember, he was doing that before he ever got Star Wars. No, no. Absolutely. On the on the 2009 Star Trek DVD, they fucking egg him on, and he's just like, "Nope, sorry, I'm not gonna say anything." He doesn't say anything, and that's that's how I feel like when I said that I didn't. I was hope hopeful that it wouldn't give people ammunition as much, and that maybe they just seem foolish because 
that's just how it feels to me. Like, if you're a grown man who's still upset about something, about a movie that happened 16 years ago, and you're excited for the next movie, like, yeah. what What the hell's your problem then? What's, what are you And that's the about? thing. Like, to me, I made, I made this analogy online, and then I'm going to make it here. And that's why the, the, the name of this episode is going to be Flipping the Table. It's like <laughs> this. In 1999, right? You see this movie, you don't like it. You flip the fucking table. You're like, what the fuck, man? I waited for this fucking shit, and it fucking sucked. Fuck this, and you flip the table. And then, like, a year or two later, like, your friends are like, dude, what'd you think about The Phantom Menace? And you're like, fuck, fuck this! And you flip the table again. Flip it! You kick <laughs> the fucking thing over, and you fucking kick all the cups that were on it. And then 2002 comes out, and Attack of the Clones comes out, and you hate it. And you're like, fuck that shit, and you flip the fucking table again. <laughs> and then 2005 comes out, and Revenge of the Sith, you hate that fucking table. Well, first you say you like it, but then you hate it. It's more That's more mixed, because even people who say they hate the prequels would be well, like, well, no, I kind of like that, but yeah. I, I mean, the prequels suck, but I like the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and, and <laughs> then, but still, if you talk about the prequel, if you just say prequels, they flip the table. Fuck that shit. The first time you do it, fine. I buy your passion. Maybe the second time you do it, I buy your passion. Maybe the third or fourth time. But seriously, where in life or when in life can you flip the fucking table for 16 years and not be a fucking drama queen? That's what I'm saying. Like that, they just seem like irrational or fake. Like like it's just for. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's fake. Okay, that's what we call melodrama. Melodrama is when you flip the table over and over for the exact same fucking emotion that you could just walk away from. No one is even asking you to have an opinion. You can just say, like, what other movie is out there that people go, that other that you flip the table over? Like, if somebody goes, Matrix Reloaded, what'd you think of that? Man, that movie sucked, man. Did not fucking like that movie. No one flips the table over that. Not even the Matrix s- hardcore fans flip the table over that. The same year was a not a blockbuster or anything, but uh, the Kurt Vonnegut novel Breakfast of Champions was adapted into, into a film, and it was starring, uh, of all people, Bruce Willis, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and it's awful. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I love Breakfast of Champions. It is my favorite book of all what? time. Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut what the is, fuck? My favorite, is my favorite author of all time. I have him tattooed oh, sorry, on, my, sorry. on my body. It's my fake outrage. Sorry. Oh, that's. Oh, look at that. I have tattoo. Kurt Vonnegut on my body. He's in the name wow. of my nephew. It's it's something. He's important to my whole family. And that book is something I bonded with with both my brothers I'm and trying, my father. I'm trying to flip a table here. And I don't give a shit anymore. I saw it. I was really upset how awful it was, how it just misused everything, and it, and it undersold how great the, the book is. And, and I feel like there is a potential film inside yeah. that, that, that book. But I'm over it because I'm a grown man, and it's a movie and a book. And I, even though it's my favorite book of all time and an awful movie, I don't care. Wait, wait, Jared. Are you <laughs> telling me that you have not been flipping the table for 16 years over that not, movie? Not even twice. Can I, can <laughs> I tell you a movie that, that came out around that same time that I think is a piece of shit? A piece of fucking garbage. Okay? A piece of garbage. Spider-Man 1. Oh, Spider- I think that Spider-Man movie right sucks. After, yeah. I hate that fucking movie. And everyone loves it. Oh, Spider-Man, man. That fucking movie. I love Spider-Man 2. With mm-hmm. the the only Tobey Maguire movie that that rules, and Spider Man Two is amazing, and it just ac- accentuates all the problems with Spider Man One and Spider Man Three. So when people say like, "Oh, I like Spider Man One," I'm like, "Yeah, I, I I don't. I hate that fucking movie." But at no point, and by the way, Spider Man, my favorite superhero ever, ever, and I love Spider Man more than I love Star Wars. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know that's crazy, 
But really, I love Spider-Man. I, for some reason, I identify with Spider-Man as a kid, like more so than Luke Skywalker ever did. Because no one, I know every guy says, oh, I was so big into Han Solo. Yeah, in 1995, when you were like 20, you were into Han Solo. You want to be Luke. You want to yeah, be the knight. Everyone, the no one wanted to be Han Solo. Please, what the fuck? These people are no, so full of shit. taught early childhood, I feel like on average, maybe one out of every 40 kids there is one precocious little snot who's trying to pick up on girls at five who's sarcastic no he's picking up yeah. girls the like guy he's actually he's, he's actually got a sense of humor yeah and yeah sarcasm, no he was like, picking up he, girls at five that's, that's the guy who wanted to be han solo that's astronomical like, yeah. like there's 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 one in a million kid if you have the that alpha kid, male in the group on a commercial yeah, no, no, none of those guys. Fuck, everyone wanted to be Han, uh, Luke Skywalker, and no one wanted to be Han Solo, and everyone loved the fucking Ewoks, and no one gave a <laughs> shit. And there's such bullshit. Like all the things that people say these days is all lies, and it's the same people who flip the table about the fucking prequels every fucking day. It is bullshit. You're a liar. I'm not saying you don't dislike them. I'm not saying that you don't have a problem with them. And I'll even give you an example. Collider has been watching the prequels. And they, I think they were watching Attack of the Clones this week, and they watched uh, Phantom Menace last week. And you watch them watch it, and they're like, this movie is horrible. This movie is garbage. And then they're like, oh, this scene is good. This scene is good. But they've invested so much time in hating the movie that it doesn't matter if it's, like, you could kind of see. You can kind of, like, I, and I've seen this happen in real life. Where somebody is like, fuck, I hate the Phantom Menace. And then they watch the Phantom Menace and you know they're liking it. You know they're liking it because they only watched it once and then they never watched it again. And they were like, oh, this movie sucks. And they invested 16 years in hating it and they never watched it again. And then you're sitting there with them watching it and they're like, I don't I don't remember it being like not this sucky, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you, because at the time it was like a moment in time. But when you've invested that much time and when you have this extreme personality that has to fucking flip the table every time you talk about it. You've invested too much. You can't go back on that. And the funny thing is, is there are guys who are confident enough. And I say guys because you rarely hear this from women. So there are guys confident enough in themselves that they can go, they can reverse their position on it. And you kind of got that from that guy, John, whatever, from Collider. He didn't reverse his position on it. But all of a sudden this week, they were asking like questions about like, which uh, franchise would you dump? Which, you know, if you could delete it. And he's like, ah, I wouldn't even get rid of the prequels because they're not... They're not good movies, but they're not the worst. All of a sudden, this guy who's been saying how horrible they are watched The Phantom Menace this week, and all of a sudden, they're not the worst. When you bitch this much and flip the table this much, you're kind of a faker. Yeah. Like a fake. And these guys, you know, they would say like, oh, my, my nerd cred, my geek cred is fucking unquestionable. Is it, though? Because if you have to fake this hard... you fake so fucking hard about liking something or disliking something, what does that say? Are you... Are you maybe a fake geek? Faker? Is Simon Pegg a faker? I I was was thinking that uh, it's to to appear to appease to that group. You know, they like they've got JJ not kind of riding the line. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you feel, Katie, if the, about the plausibility that it is specifically to get the haters on bo- on board with with episode seven or with with the Force Awakens. Oh, you mean Simon Pegg's? Yeah, reason but, for saying the, it. the stuff he's saying is intentionally outrageous to get the people who just fucking you despise think the that maybe on board. they were like, listen, you go out there, Simon Pegg. You you've already said this, so now we can't say this. But you go right ahead. Or do you think Simon Pegg made that just on decision? his own? Like, what like, do you think, Katie? What do you think? Do you think that Simon Pegg is now the mouthpiece for episode seven? Saying things that no one else on the production can say. He might be. 
I mean, that does make a lot of sense if he's like talking, like trying to like make it sound better, because then people will be like, oh hey, like those might have sucked, but this is gonna be better kind of thing. I no, didn't see it. I didn't really think about it that way. That he was being he he took it upon himself to kind of be the asshole because he could get away with it. He's writing Star Trek. He's no, a known prequel hater. Like there's all these things that already poison as like a kind of a mustache twirling villain yeah. amongst part of the community. That's what he he does kind of come off as a. But the thing is, he's a nice man. I've met him twice before at Comic Con because uh, Edgar Wright directed Scott Pilgrim, uh, a comic book yeah. uh, based film that uh, is created at the company. I work for. I've worked on actually on the book on the color editions. Really? Yeah. Uh, nice. And I've gotten to meet him a couple times and Edgar a couple times. And I I hung out with Nick Frost once, which is like, got I got I don't make a I don't get freaked out a whole lot for celebrities, but of those movies and shows that they do, like he's by far my favorite part. And I got to hang out with him one evening at Comic Con with uh, an ex coworker named Doug, and it was just like a blast. Wow. And then two years later at the Scott Pilgrim party, he re- he remembered us at the premiere party. That's and it, awesome, That was like man. humbling and so cool. It was like, it, it wasn't a huge deal. And he's like, hey, I remember you guys. And uh, he remembered uh, our names. And it was just like, it felt awesome. And I, I have a great love for that friends, group. So I got to assume Simon Pegg's a cool dude between making a lot and, of fun, And by the way, stuff. you know that Nick Frost likes the prequels. So, that, <laughs> so that's the other thing. He goes, I have no respect for anyone who likes the prequels and nick frost this is his best friend in the whole fucking world right they're like brothers practically they used to sleep together okay that's how close they were yeah they used to live together and they slept in the same bed because they didn't have any money and yeah i know everything about them because i fucking like hot fuzz is my number three movie of all time like on our all-time list of top 10 movies hot fuzz is number three i have seen that movie i've seen um a new hope probably 400 times right i just figured like i counted up how many times i watched on hbo in the 80s and then how many times i watched on vhs and then how many times okay because then by the probably by the late 90s i had stopped liking a new hope that much uh, but uh so i didn't watch it that yeah and for other reasons that we'll discuss but um but Hot Fuzz became that movie. And there was a time when I was going to college where, like, I wasn't working or anything like that. So you go to school, you come home, and I would put on Hot Fuzz. And I had a DVD player at the time that would just start, like, repeat the movie over and over. So you go to class for, like, five hours a day. And then you come home. And you know when you're in college, you don't sleep. So... We do. Katie <laughs> has proven that to us. Yeah. <laughs> so... I would just be up for like 18 hours or whatever, and Hot Fuzz would just be playing the entire time. So, and I would just like, I memorized that movie, so I know every scene, every like dialogue and everything. And I did that for like two years. Like, just Hot Fuzz was on constantly. It was my white noise. With all three of, uh, of those uh, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg movies, I think they're all excellent. And like, the third yeah. one is layered where I, I've heard people criticize it who haven't seen the others, and I could totally see it like, on its own. I don't know oh, if it yeah. stands as much. I think but- I said the same thing in my review of that movie. I was like, I understand people who are like, oh, this isn't as good as Hot Fuzz or but It's, it's a nesting Dead. doll of all of his movies. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like, it's in the same location as uh, is is a uh, hot fuzz and it's uh, and it, or the same kind of location and it's it's got all these repeating themes and like yeah. the ring theory like Mike Klimo's excellent defense the prequels and, and analysis of it I feel like it's like half of it it doesn't have the repeating side but it like concaves into itself no in fact that's real that's real man that's so weird that you just brought that up because I was gonna bring that up about the <laughs> ring theory I was gonna say if you want to get 
a perspective on that, watch the uh, the Cornetto trilogy. Because the Cornetto trilogy awesome. is the perfect example of a ring theory. And it's not a ring theory. This is actually my problem with the ring theory. It's not a ring theory. It's, a, it's an actuality. The <laughs> it's way just, that, it's just the structure of the yeah, film. Yeah, that's how Lucas structured the movies. That's exactly how Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg structured their movies. It is supposed to work this way. It's supposed to re- reflect on everything. Now, the argument to be made on that and what I disagree with the ring theory about isn't that he he's absolutely right. If you watch those videos, the, the ring theory videos, he's absolutely right. Does that make it a good movie? No. That doesn't make the prequels good that the ring theory is in effect. No, it's, it's so it's, it's not an argument. Yeah, it's not an argument. That's and that's my one problem with his entire argument, even though I agree with what he's saying. A lot of people who uh, I've seen, like prequel haters, who watch the Ring Theory. That's one of their criticisms. That's one of their criticisms. They're like, so it's not original. And I'm like, <laughs> really, what you, sh- what I think the way he should have framed it was, and I hate to be critical of a guy who I mostly agree with. I thought he should have framed it as, here, this is why it's like this. Uh, why you disliked it is an entirely different thing. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Sorry, kid, didn't say much. Joy. Right. Johnny's gone, and I'll eat a Snickers the whole time. <laughs> oh, Jared, I love your shirt. Thank you. Very cool. A- Andy, uh, Canadian fanboy, made it. Oh, it's, nice. it's a Rebels Report shirt. No, I'm. I fit in here so, so much better than in uh, Arizona because I'm pale, but everyone's pale. There's no sun. <laughs> but in Arizona, I just absorbed the the sun into cancer. I think so. Johnny did respond. He uh, said he had something come up, but he would uh, come on next time and apologize. Was he got a better deal? Is it the greatest Star Wars podcast in the universe? It is. Like Katie? Sorry, Katie. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Unfortunately, I don't have the headset plugged into the microphone, so I have no idea how loud I am, unfortunately. It doesn't doesn't sound too loud. Yeah, but on the recording end, Uh, it probably does. Oh, save it for the podcast. Uh, walking slowly and uh, whatever the hell yours is, Katie. <laughs> Come on. Wow. This is a How, how yeah. difficult is it? <laughs> I, no, no. Because if you remember the last time she was on, I said, like, oh, I can't remember hers. And then I was like, I will never forget it. Ever. No, um, actually, you guys probably don't remember that because you don't listen to the podcast you're on. Excuse hey, 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 me. I, I do. I, I don't think I could pass for 23. I definitely could. People asked yeah. if I was my brother's older brother when I was 23, and he's seven years older than me. My brother, my brother is 27, and uh, I, I feel bad for him when people see me and they go, Robert! And I'm like, no, I'm not him, and you just insulted my brother who is younger than me. But they complimented you. People definitely, when they hear us on the phone, mm-hmm. they think I'm Robert. And then I'll be like, which, oh, they'll be like, which one are you? And I'm like, which one do you think? And then they're like, oh, Magnus. <laughs> because my brother is the amiable one. He would be like, oh, come on. Who do you think I am? And I'm like, which one do you think this is? And my brother and I used to do like uh, listener phone calls. And we'd call up. And the guy I used to do the podcast with was Vlad. We called him Vladdy Gigi. 
And we would call up and we'd be like, these are the listener phone calls. I want you to play Timmy Call One. Okay, hold on one second. Let me open it up. Go ahead. Timmy Call One. Hi, my name is Timmy. And I'm a five-year-old boy. And I love your podcast. And I just want to say, um, Patty Gigi is a pussy twat cunt. Okay, that's her. Love you. Just rules. Hi. All right, the gauntlet's thrown, motherfucker. Uh, Alright, let's hear Muhammad. Let's hear Muhammad. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Muhammad. Uh, just wanted to call, say I love your podcast, especially Justin Magnus, you guys are great. Um, Vladi Gigi, you know, uh, he's a, uh, a fucking twat. I don't like him, but uh, otherwise, you guys are great. Uh, so thank you. Keep up the good work and uh, death to America. Okay, bye bye. Perfectly fine. So now I have my own per- my own stalker. Here's Bill. Hey guys, uh, first time caller, uh, long time listener, big fan. My name is Bill, and I just want to say how much I fucking think that Jess is awesome and HGF probably. I don't know, maybe arguably one of the greatest podcasters of all time. Um, Eli also, I just want to give a shout out to Eli, who is pretty good on those Chuck podcasts, uh, he's great. I'm wondering though, could you replace, uh, Vladdy Gigi with Eli? Um, just wondering, that might work out. Um, Vladdy Gigi, you know, I think he gets a lot of shit from people, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he does suck, and he is a fucking cunt, and that's true, so... I mean, you can't get around that. There's really no way. So, that's it. I just, that's all I wanted to say. And, uh, you know, keep going, man. You guys rule. I mean, except for Lady Gigi, you guys rule. All right? So, cool. Thanks. That's right. That's perfectly fine. Thanks. That's fine. You like that one? I love, you know, there's a thin line between love and hate. There's a, and there there definitely is. So who's this last one? Sven. All right, Sven. Now, Sven is, uh, that's a, that one likes you. Let's hear this. Vladdy Gigi, I swear, is easily the most amazing, um, just (laughs) beautiful, uh, most intelligent and exciting 
gay men on radio right now. I just want to say that. I mean, I know it's not really radio, but that's how I feel about it. So, so that's it. Um, I mean, the rest of the show, you're all good. Um, except for Eli, he's a fucking bitch. Okay, bye. Oh, oh, you went there. And but she, she like pegged me right away. She was like, ah, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Like, fuck him. <laughs> so we ended up doing like 400 podcasts together because I was such a piece of shit. Like, there's one discussion about my novel. Like, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> I don't even care. I, I wrote it. <laughs> oh, you care about that, Kitty? Yes, I do. And, you know, it's hard to find time to, to listen to sorry, all of Sorry, sorry. Say that again. It was cutting off my circulation. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was saying that. It- Where you get all these podcasts coming in. They're like, oh, we. S- <laughs> what the fuck was that? There's my phone freaking out. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, Jared. You'll have to definitely edit that part out. I have never heard that sound come out of my phone before. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, oh my no god, idea. what was that? Uh, okay. <clears throat> hold on. That was crazy. That's gonna make the podcast. That's gonna make the outtakes. Outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a whole podcast of outtakes. I'm telling yes. you. It's going to be like just outtakes. Uh, and I'm like, how do you do that? How do you? I can't look at the camera and then look at you. Like, I can't do this. How do you do this? It's so weird. So, yeah. I, just look look at someone. Hi. I'm, look, hmm? I'm looking at you with my demon eyes. Okay, um, where we, oh god, <laughs> oh, I didn't know Jared could look creepy, <laughs> Jared looks so creepy, that was, uh, that was me with Maverick when I was in college, with the yeah. Mel Gibson, James Garner, that's but, another movie I've seen so many times, because it play. it was like, you know, when HBO didn't have yes, a lot of movies, I do. in the 90s, when I was like in yeah. junior high and high school, there was a period of time when Maverick was, when Maverick was on, on Cinemax, and then when it was yeah. not on Cinemax, it was on HBO, Katie so doesn't know, on, but back in the olden days, HBO like had like show. two movies, and they would just play them over and over, it was like I, constant was like, loop of the same like, shit, it's 8.30 guys, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> go, I'm, you guys can keep watching this, I gotta go watch Maverick in my room, because it's starting again, yeah. <laughs> like, I watch it every day, from my, oh like, my god, you know, I, I, but, but I'm great the movie way, by the I'm way, the it's such way. an underrated movie that movie, I always think it's funny when people go, oh I think that other scene happens later in the movie, because of something that the spoilers have said, and I'm not going to get into what it is, but there's a scene that happens early in my spectacular video that everyone believes happens later in the movie because of the the spoiler leaks. And I believe the spoiler leaks have combined two things together, and they think one event, you know, one is the single event, and I think it's actually two different events. So uh, that's it, but I can't talk about it because we're not going to talk about spoilers. I'll tell you guys what it is. Uh. Mommy, where's Fluffy? 